Welcome back to season two of the Ice Bat Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. Um, it was a long off season, Matt. We're back. The the pods are gonna be back every week. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Same old, same old. Yeah. Um yeah, you are totally right that it's been a, a long off season. This has probably been one of the longer off seasons um I can remember. It's I just feel like uh you know, usually there's a lot more happening, a lot more action yeah. in the month of like you know, June, July, but after like the draft, it kind of fell off. There wasn't much to talk about, uh, you know, after the 2023 NFL draft. So, yeah, we kind of took like a, a, a mini break. Well, we, we said we were going to take a break from the pod, but in general, we took a mini break. Um, but we're back now that football's back. Yesterday was the Hall of Fame game. Um, yep. It was nice to sit down and put on a football game. Um, even though the Jets, even though the Jets lost to Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson, but it's okay. <laughs> it's preseason. It's all about getting reps for the for the young guys. Um, most of our starters did not play. Most of their starters did not play. So yeah, but you you, you know you you don't want anybody to to get hurt in the these preseason yeah. games. So a lot of times the players get held out, especially star players. Yep. But um, preseason is is pretty cool because you get to see guys fighting out for a roster spot. Yeah, and then you you have like a lot of the rookies that uh, lower end rookies that are they're fighting, and you you never know they could be impact players. You find the late round steal. Yeah, well, I mean, we got like Brock Purdy. It, never heard of him until last year when uh, everyone got everyone hurt. got hurt. Yeah, and he looked great. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, who who knows if he didn't show up in the preseason, they, they might not have kept him. He might have been sent to the practice squad or poached or something. Like yep. Uh, it's preseason is important. Well, football's back. You know what else is back? Fantasy football. Fantasy football. Oh, it's draft go. season. Yeah. Um, I know personally, I have my my main league is is drafting in a couple weeks. Um, we just kind of wait till the end of preseason, just because of injuries and stuff like that. You don't want to yeah spend a high pick on somebody that's getting hurt right away. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think we should just dive into. I I've got a question for you. Okay. Um, maybe we can have a little debate here. If you have the number one pick in fantasy, uh, I do, unfortunately. Um, who are you taking? Because last year, I also had the number one pick. see a trend happening here. Um, I, I Maybe I'm not the best at drafting. Um, but last year, I took Jonathan Taylor number one, and that backfired pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, to begin with, uh, it's it's difficult to uh, repeat as a number one you know overall player in fantasy. And a lot of people knew that. Uh, going into last year, that's why I feel like it was Jonathan Taylor was kind of the consensus one, but um, you know McCaffrey competed with him for that that number one. He spot. did, and I I think a lot of people, myself included, shied away from McCaffrey because of his injury history. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Last year he stayed healthy and he was a beast. So yeah, I had, I mean, I had number two pick overall in a draft last year. I traded it for number ten pick because I didn't want McCaffrey. Yeah, I, want, I, I like yeah, the I back think, end. I think a lot of people were in the same position as we were, like just trying to stay away from McCaffrey just because you, you, yeah. over the last couple of years you couldn't trust him to stay healthy. Right, and I think a lot of his success last year was due to the part because he was traded to San Francisco right. 49ers halfway through the season. Right, that is very true. If he stayed with the Panthers, who knows what would have happened. Would he even be in the uh, you know top pick conversation this year in fantasy? Would yeah. he have finished the, the season the way he did last year? I don't know, but uh, if you have number one pick this year, who you who you taking? It's, it's got to be between. There's a couple guys you could argue quite a few of them actually. Yeah. So, um, personally, I, I'm I'm a big running back drafter. I, I like to draft uh, running back heavy when it comes to my my drafts. But 
you know, you got to consider Justin Jefferson at one. Big just, time. Just because of how, how much of a game changer he is. Not only that, the volume of targets and the volume, have. yeah. There's nobody else there. You have Jordan Addison. Well, they, they do have TJ Hawkinson. That's true. That um, is true. So I am also very high on Hawkinson as a, as my tight end one this year. Not in like if I'm looking to draft the tight end and obviously Kelsey, maybe Kittle, they're gone. Like I'm I'm high on Hawkinson there. Well, my positional rankings, I have Hawkinson ranked as my number two overall tight end. Wow. Yeah, I have him over the likes of Kittle, Andrews, Dallas Goddard. Um, I I think Hawkinson's in for a big year, mainly because Justin Jefferson is probably going to get double covered a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, and that's part of the reason I, I probably wouldn't take him at one overall, just because I, I again I think his defense is going to start game planning for him. He's at that that what is this his fourth year in the league? Yeah, but the thing is, can they game plan for him? He is that good. I mean, some sometimes you can game plan for anybody. It's just a matter of how many guys you're going to put on him. Yeah, I um, mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, look at Justin Jefferson when he played my Philadelphia Eagles last year. Darius Slay clamped him down. Yeah. Um, but I, I to answer your question, I, I'm probably leaning Christian McCaffrey number one overall. Mm-hmm. Just because not only is he a running back, but he, he's kind of like a receiver that plays running back. Yeah. Uh, he's built like a receiver. He's quick. He's shifty. He was utilized out of the backfield he, in that offense a lot too, as a receiver. So. Right. His utilization in that offense is key. Yeah, especially in a PPR league, that's huge. Uh, but I, I am cautious choosing both of those, uh, either of those guys, because you know I've read a lot of reports saying McCaffrey's probably not going to get more than fifteen touches, or fifteen uh, carries hand, carries a game because they want to save him for the playoffs. They want to make sure he's healthy. You know. Uh, He's definitely a weapon, but, you, again, you want to keep him healthy. I, I think they're going to be in the position, though, where they're going to have to rely on the run game a lot. Um, I, I just don't trust if Sam Darnold's the starter. Like, do you, Can you really trust him? No. I, I mean, I, I've seen where Sam Darnold, um, you know, people think he might win that starting job. I think he will. You think so? I, I, I think so. Um, Shanahan seems to love him. Yeah, but Shanahan's also created such an offense – that any quarterback can be plug and play. No, you're not um, wrong there. You're not wrong. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have the number one pick. I mean, I've had the uh, the strategy like the, like you the last couple of years where I've gone running back heavy and kind of waited on wide receivers, and yeah. clearly I've been missing the playoffs and winning the draft lottery because I've picked number one the last two years. Um, might be might be time to switch it up. I'm I'm still torn. I have no idea who I'm picking one. I'm kind of between Jefferson, McCaffrey, um, but there is one guy. There is one guy that you could surprise everyone with. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. I, like, I don't know. You you might look really stupid doing it, like, right away, but down, down the line this season, you could look really smart. I don't know. Where do you have him? You have him ranked number three. Yeah, is it? Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson. I mean, th- this is a guy that's coming out. I, I want to speak my case for Bijan Robinson as well. Yeah. Although, I mean, you have number one overall pick. You can take anybody you want. I truly think Bijan Robinson could finish the season as RB1, even during his rookie season. Now, this is a guy, he's one of the best running back prospects we've seen coming out of college since Saquon Barkley. He is, you know, I, I hate to use that term generational, he but really he, he really is generational uh, talent, and he's 
in uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons offense that uh, what would they have 1,700 rushing yards last year between Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson, who Algier was what a fifth round pick. Yeah, and Algier had Algier had some really big games too. Like he, he did. was, we talked about him a lot last year on uh, like our waiver watch and stuff like that. Um, I think when when Bijan got drafted by the Falcons, I thought it was a really good fit. Um, it's a great fit. I because there's still that question mark at quarterback. You don't know what you have in Desmond Ritter yet. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm pretty low on Ritter. Um, but like, y- you know, when you have a young quarterback, he's going to look to guys like his tight end. He's going to look yeah. to his running back out of the backfield. Bijan's a very underrated pass catcher, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think in a PPR league, that's going to be very valuable, especially with the young quarterback. Right. When he's looking to check down, he's he's going to have to go through his progressions. He's going to have to find the open guys. He's not going to be able to force it downfield because I don't think he has the confidence to do so. And let's be honest, like outside of Drake London and Kyle Pitts, who's underutilized every single year, they don't really have much on offense. They they do, but they don't. They they have a lot of young talent. I mean, this is the third consecutive year in a row where they've gone best available offensive player yeah. on the board. You know, uh, 2021, they go Pitts. 2022, they go London. Drake London. This year, they go Bajan Robinson. So they have the offensive talent. It's just, you know, a matter of utilizing it. And when you have a guy like Kyle Pitts that can help in both the run and the passing game, uh, and a guy like Bajan Robinson who, again, can help in both the run and the passing game, um... I think Desmond Ritter's set up for success. It comes down to him um, for you know Pitts and London's success. But Bajan Robinson, it doesn't really matter what Ritter does if he's bad, if he you know is good, if he's great. If Heineke ends up having to step in mm-hmm. and, and, and take over that offense, Bajan Robinson's still going to remain that constant. That offensive line, yeah, if, that's if healthy, what I was going to mention the offensive line. If healthy is really good. Yeah, I mean it's top ten in the league, easily. Matthews, Lindstrom, McGarry, Matt Hennessy. But yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, and Lindstrom was one of the best interior linemen last year overall. Yep. And uh, yeah, but John Robinson, I th- I think is set up for a really really big year. Uh, I th- I definitely would consider him as a dark horse for first overall pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the Falcons are going to do this year, but I will tell you, they're going to be a fun rebuild in Madden. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That is going to be a fun Madden team. Well, again, you have Pitts, London, and Bajan Robinson all under twenty five. Right. Um, at Ritter too. Uh, so yeah, I, I think John Robinson, Justin Jefferson, McCaffrey are, are all up there. And there's another guy that I keep seeing raise up people's boards, rise up people bo- people's boards. It's Travis Kelsey, and I think that's just because of the positional advantage that he offers. Right. Um, I don't know. Like he's he's for sure a top, uh, probably six to eight pick. I don't know if I'd consider him at one. It's just so tough. Like I, for me to take a tight end that one, it is Travis Kelsey, right? But I mean, you, you got to think here. You're you're picking at one. You're coming back twenty picks later. Who who's going to be there? You know, in the twentyish range. I mean, you're still going to have guys like Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Olave. You can go and still get a, a low end wide receiver one, low end running back one that are you know going to have a couple big weeks, but. You, you have that positional advantage at tight end. Yeah. And as long as you have a positional advantage at tight end or quarterback, I mean, that can really make or break your season. No, I agree. Um, so I, I think Kelsey, I, another dark horse, just because of what he brings to the table. I mean, he's he's easy 20 points a week at the tight end position versus 
other other tight ends are probably you know twelve if you're lucky. Yeah, so, I mean that's an eight point differential that he has. Over I mean, other tight outside ends. of outside of McCaffrey and Bijan, are there any running backs you consider? Like, do you consider Austin Eckler at the number one pick because uh, of his ability as a pass catcher as well? Yeah, Austin Eckler. He's just been so consistent. Yeah, and and what I like is he also cares about fantasy owners. So like he does. He, he wants to go out there. He wants to. He finished number one. Put up stats. Yeah, he finished as the number one back in PPR uh, last season. Last season. Yep. Um, let's see. Where am I? Oh, fantasy. He yeah. was the number two in twenty twenty one. Number four in twenty nineteen. Like he's a consistent back. He is, and and his receiving abilities. Right out there with Christian McCaffrey's, um, I, I, I just think the contract situation with Eckler yeah. is the only thing that might sway me, you know, away yeah. from him. But then again, he's out there to, to earn some money this season. So uh, same deal with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, both of them are fighting for contracts. Josh Jacobs, you got these running backs that are, you know, want to get paid, so they're going to be more inclined to go out and, you know, fight for an extra yard or two. Right, every play. Um, there's lots of options at, at number one overall. Um, yeah, I think I, I think anywhere you are in the first round this year, you you have a really good option. Yeah, especially with the receivers. I think there's going to be a lot of receivers that go first round in a lot of drafts. Um, which which I I'm really skeptical about. I'm I'm still going to stick to my draft strategy of going uh, heavy running back early and often, just because. You know, well, unless you're getting one of the top receivers, receivers are kind of a dime a dozen. You get, look, look at look at uh, like Devonta Smith was going what rounds eight or nine last year. Yeah, and he ended up finishing as a top ten receiver. I've with him like two, three. Yeah, um, you you can get guys high upside receivers, and all it takes is one injury or just you know one big game, and all of a sudden they're earning themselves a, a larger target share. Um, I. I don't see that with running backs. You know, the the only reason a, a running back might uh, come up on on waivers or you know be out there is if somebody gets hurt and you have to pick up their right. their backup. Um, you know, I think there is more of a, more work horsebacks uh, this year than we've seen in prior years, though. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's a lot more talented running backs, they've evolved to be able to do it all. Um, well, yeah, and, and then like in the situation of Dallas, now Tony Pollard doesn't have Zeke there. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard is going to take on the bigger workload last year. He still, he finished as RB eight and right. So, I mean, yeah, he, that's another guy I'm really high on. Yeah. But you, you look at, so like Justin Jefferson, what sets him apart is he, you know, he's uncoverable and he gets a lot, a lot of targets. Yeah. But you know who else gets a lot of targets and is also a great route runner? Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, Keenan Allen, two guys that – I mean, Keenan Allen uh, is getting, like, I think, like 10 targets a game on average last year, right? Yeah. It was something like that. So there's a lot better value down the board. And, again, you look at this, the positional value, and, okay, Jefferson might have a couple more catches and you know 20 more yards than another receiver – but is that differential as big as like having the tight end one versus the tight end four? Maybe I'll just take Mahomes at one. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have Mahomes as my quarterback one. I have really? Josh Allen. Well, the thing with Mahomes is you have Travis Kelsey, 
And then, I mean, who else do you have Kadarius for weapons Tony. behind him, you know? Yeah, that, no, that's he, a good point. We even saw last well, last season he was using Jarek McKinnon as, like, his wide receiver one last, last yeah. year, um, especially in the playoffs. You you have you lose Juju Smith-Schuster, who wasn't a huge factor in that offense to begin with, but, I mean, Kadarius Tony, you can't trust because he can't really stay healthy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I mean, we haven't seen anything from out of Sky Moore. Yeah. So, yeah, plus no more Meikle, no more... Uh, Juju. Yeah, I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is has still has to be a top five quarterback, solely based on the fact that you know he can make it happen. He makes everybody around him better. Yeah, but I don't think he he's my number one. I think uh I, well think I know Josh Allen's my number one quarterback. No, that's fair. Followed that's by fair. Jalen Hurts and then Mahomes at three. Um, I just think Allen and Hurts both have better surrounding weapons. Wow, you have Lamar below Fields. I do. Interesting. I'm everyone's hyping up this Baltimore Ravens receiving core. I'm not a huge fan. Wow. Odell Beckham Jr. cannot. Odell Beckham Jr. cannot stay healthy. Rashad Bateman has not shown. Well, he can't stay healthy either. He can't stay healthy, and he also hasn't really shown that many flashes. And uh, who else they have? Nelson Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. But then again, you're relying on a rookie. Yeah. Lamar Jackson does bring that that dual threat. Um, mm-hmm. upside, but so does Justin Fields. And I feel like Justin Fields, I, I like Justin Fields' receiving core a lot better than Lamar Jackson's. That's fair. Um, yeah, that I mean, is Lamar, fair. Lamar Jackson does have Mark Andrews. DJ Brown, Darnell Mooney. But EQ. again, you also have to bring Lamar Jackson's health into question. As not, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. They, the whole team can't stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> J.K. Um, Dobbins. No, and then there's Justin Fields, who last year had, like, back-to-back 50-point games. Justin Fields, I mean, his upside's immaculate, and that was his only receiver last year was really Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Um, Cole Komet's starting to come into his own. You trade for DJ Moore this offseason. I mean, you have Chase Claypool, who, if he makes the team, I mean, it's a big body target right there. And they have decent depth in the receiver room. So I I like Fields' upside a lot better than Lamar's. Lamar, uh, you know, you kind of... What you see is what you get, I feel. I feel like he's not... And a lot of teams are also game planning for him now, too. It's like, you, you want to make him throw. They, yeah. They, they've seen that, you know, he's he's not super inconsistent as a passer, but he's he's not like Aaron Rodgers where he's throwing dots. Um, I feel like you take away the, the mobility from Lamar Jackson, and, I mean, there's not much there. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, want to talk about some uh, fantasy football sleepers? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, uh, one of my guys right here. I think he's gonna have a really big year. Rookie receiver, Quentin Johnston. Okay. Um, I I think in that wide receiver room, you talked about Keenan Allen already. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Mike Williams, who I thought was a really good player comp for Quentin Johnston coming into the draft. Who I'm sorry, uh, Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, now they're on the same team. Um, got Justin Herbert throwing the ball to you. I think Quentin Johnston's going to have a really big year. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if he leads rookies in receiving. It's kind of a bold take. Yeah. Um, thing with Quentin Johnston though, the difference between him and Mike Williams is he's faster. Right. I think he can create more separation. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to be. Uh, I could see him leading 
in uh, in yards uh, or or fantasy points, but I don't think he's going to be a consistent like ten to fourteen every week. I think you're going to see uh, kind of boomer bust weekly from Quentin Johnson. I think it's going to be either he he has like two catches for thirty yards. I think he's going to be touchdown dependent most yeah. a lot of weeks. I think they're going to use him as for you know big plays because you're checked down. I mean, you've got Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Those are, those are Herbert's definitely go to. Mike Williams usually is your has been your deep threat, but now you have a younger, faster Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson. Yep. Um, who, who I think he, he could potentially phase out Mike Williams. So I, I like that uh, sleeper. I currently have Quentin Johnson as my wide receiver sixty six. Oh. So I have him pretty low. Um, okay. But that's because the target share in front yeah. of you, you have Keenan no, Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. He's kind of that fourth option there in that offense. Curious to see where you have this guy. Um, another guy that I'm high on almost every year, and he always disappoints me, and I'm going to do it again to myself, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton I have ranked as my wide receiver 30. Okay. So um, I, I nothing about Denver's offense last year was really fair. good. Or, yeah, yeah, no, that's I fair. Mean, that's fair. But now you bring in Sean Payton, and that that adds a, a whole new you know, that changes the game, whole new element to the the offense because he can turn Russell Wilson around, and he can actually utilize all these weapons on that offense. Jerry Judy did have flashes last year. Corlin Sutton, what worries me is his health, but we we've seen what he can do when healthy. Well, here's a report: twenty nine minutes ago, um, Corlin Sutton uh, slimmed down this off season. And the coaches are improving his releases off the. Uh, wow, hold on. He's he's been praised by coaches for improving his releases off the line of scrimmage, which okay. is interesting. Interesting. Last year, uh, he was listed as six four two sixteen. I'm curious to see where that weight is. If he's uh, if he's around the two hundred range, add some speed. Yeah. Well, that, and that's kind of been the one thing he's lacked in his game has been speed. That speed element. Yeah. Um, Couple guys I have above him, uh, Christian Kirk. Mm. I'm I'm big on. He had a phenomenal year last year. Well, speaking of Kirk, how about Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley, he's looking good in camp. He's looked really good in camp. Uh, but what worries me with Calvin Ridley and why I would, I I think I would take Ridley over Kirk if both were on the board and they're my two best too. receiver options. I would too. I just think Kirk is going to have a larger immediate impact uh, in fantasy because Kevin Ridley has not had that um, the chemistry build with Trevor Lawrence that Kirk had. I mean, That's Kirk fair. played all last yeah yeah all, all, all last, last season. season and yep uh, the year before was he with no he was with uh, Arizona still right he might have been yeah but anyway he's had a whole year under his belt to, to create that chemistry uh, and and an off season with Trevor Lawrence so I think Christian Kirk for sure. Um, is going to have an immediate impact. But Calvin Ridley could definitely be a sleeper for... Uh, well, I don't even know if he's a sleeper because uh, yeah. he's pretty high on some people's yeah. boards. Let's go to Fancy Can Pros. I... Let's see where he's at. Fancy Pros has Calvin Ridley as their wide receiver 18. Okay. And they have Kirk as the wide receiver 29. That's pretty low for Kirk. I think it's really low for Kirk given what he did last season. Right. Um. N- while we're on the Jags offense, I, I'm also pretty high on Evan Ingram. I'm high on, like, the entire offense. Yeah, I, th- I think Jacksonville's going to 
be a, a force to reckon with this season. Jacksonville is going to be very good. I have Evan Ingram as my wide receiver. Or I'm sorry, not wide receiver. As my tight end six. What do you have? Where do you have Etn? Etn um, is my running back fourteen. Yeah, that's fair. What scares me is that they got Tank Bigsby in the draft. Uh huh. But I think Etn again comes down to chemistry. He has chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And he uh, he was coming off an injury last year. Right. His, yes. His rookie yes. year, he, he had the season-ending injury. Yep. So last year was kind of like a rookie year. He's had time to get stronger, faster, build off of you know uh, his his second year. Well, technically it was his first year, but I I think he's going to be a big focal point of that offense. Speaking of uh, running backs coming off injuries, here's one of my bold takes of the day: Javante Williams will finish as a top fifteen running back this year. It's interesting you say that because I have him as my running back twenty three. Um, I, I'm with you. I think again, going back to to Denver, I think Sean Payton being there is really just going to benefit all of the weapons in Denver. Yep. Um, Javante Williams, especially. I, I we were both high on Javante Williams last yeah. season, and then he goes down with an injury. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So I, I'm I'm a little skeptical just because whenever a running back's coming off a big injury like that, they also did pick up Smaj P Ryan. They did. Who I have ranked. Uh, I'm pretty high. I thought maybe I didn't. One second. Oh yeah, Ivan was my running back forty six. Okay. But I I th- I think he's probably gonna get you eight to ten points a game in PPR yeah. format. Yeah. Especially early on in the season, if they're gonna try to limit Javante to start. Yeah. Early on, he could be uh he could be a nice flex play if you're just kind of in a pinch. Right. Um. Yeah. Don't hate that. You have any sleepers you like? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think people are sleeping on Kenneth Walker a lot. Mm-hmm. Now that he's much of a sleeper, he's going what in the what rounds? I don't, I don't even know. I, I, a couple mocks I did, he was going fairly low. Yeah, kind of, I assume as an ADP of thirty-seven right here. Yeah, I'm seeing him as running back sixteen off the board. Um, yeah, I think that's a little low for him. I think it's low too, given when he was on the field last year for Seattle, he was a game changer. He was, and with. with I mean, they have such a good passing offense mm-hmm. that it just makes the, the rushing options that much better. I And uh, Kenneth Walker, I mean, I loved him coming out of college. And, again, when he was healthy last year, he, he performed. So I'm big on him going into the season. Um, they did draft Zach Charbonnet, which, you know, made me a little little cautious. But Charbonnet's hurt. He had the, what, a shoulder injury? Yeah, he returned to practice yesterday, actually. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so th- that worries me a little bit. Maybe they'll but do a ground and pound. No more penny there. No more penny. Um, I- I'm I'm really high on Keith Walker. They have a young but really talented offensive line. Yep. Uh, I think Seattle's offensive line could finish top ten this season. And I- I'm I just have you know he's probably my ride or die this year, Kenneth Walker. Okay. Um, a couple guys that I'm high on for sleepers. What well, uh, Jerick McKinnon? I have my my running back twenty two. Ooh, I have him right behind Isaiah Pacheco. Right behind? Yeah, I Pacheco's my okay. running back twenty one. McKinnon's twenty two. Interesting. Well, again, because we saw how they love to utilize Jerick yeah, McKinnon. Last that is year, very true, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure late in last season, didn't McKinnon have like two or three touchdowns in a game? Like he had. 
he had a couple of big games to, to end last season. And if you were, you know, smart enough to pick him up off waivers right before he, he popped off, I mean, he might have helped you win your league. Um, yeah, he did have some pretty big games. Yeah, Week 15 I, against Houston, he had a rushing and receiving touchdown. He had two receiving touchdowns against Denver Week 16. That's one thing, though. Yep. He had a bunch of receiving touchdowns down the stretch. The last six games he caught one, at right. least one. Yeah, so they were, again, they were utilizing him like he was a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, well, that's how he's got to be utilized. Yeah. Uh, he's not He's not going to be as effective as a runner as uh, Pacheco is, but I think he's he's got that the big playability out of the backfield as a receiver, too. 100%. Yeah, I have him ranked above Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've Kamara, Kamara's, yeah. Kamara's just the big question mark this year. I think he's the suspension is going to be coming. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They're they're gonna lay the hammer down on him. Yeah, you, you can't just go and curb stomp dudes and think there's not gonna be any repercussions. Yeah, what about the um, what about the Bears backfield with Deontay Foreman and uh, Khalil Herbert? Probably gonna it's, stay it's away from it. I'm I'm gonna stay away from it as well because I think it's just gonna be a running back by committee. But I think it's actually gonna be a very good running back by committee. I don't know efficient. if yeah, I don't know if either of them are gonna be rosterable in fantasy. I mean, maybe as a I think flex Khalil play. Herbert. Because before Herbert got hurt last year, he had a couple big games. He did. He did. I'm sure you could pull it up. Yeah. But. I. Uh, yeah, he had a uh, 20 for 157 and two touchdowns against Houston in Week Three. Well, that was the only time he cracked 100. But he's. Uh, I mean, he was in there with Demont too, so he was still he was fighting for time. I I just don't know. I it's it's a running back room that I'd stay away from personally. Um, but I, I think either, either way you go, I think both of them are going to have their share of big games. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, you look at Deontay Foreman, he had some really big games last year. Yeah. 31 for 130, 26 for 118 and a touch, uh, and three touchdowns. Um, 21 for 165. Like he had some really big games when, when he was needed. Right. After McCaffrey was traded and he had to step in. Well, another guy that I'm really high on, it's funny you say that, because um, you see how much the uh, Carolina Panthers utilize that running back. Yeah. Miles Beat me Sanders. to it. Yeah. That's, I think Miles yeah. Sanders is going to have a massive, massive I role completely in that agree. offense, especially since they're not going to be wide receiver heavy at all. I mean, what's their best option? Adam Thielen followed by yeah. Jonathan Mingo. DJ Chark. DJ Chark. Oh, yeah, Chark. Probably the yeah. wide receiver one there. But again, that's not like, you know, that doesn't scare me. If I'm if no. I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at that offense. The guy I'm game planning for is probably Miles Sanders. Yeah, I think he's the most talented person on that offense, not including Bryce Young. Um, I think you want to implement the run game early and often to alleviate the pressure off of Bryce Young. I think Miles Sanders, uh, he's also coming off a year where he was, what, fifth in rushing yards? He was a top five uh, rusher last season. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, you know what I don't like here? I see him, I've got him here as an ADP of 59. Yep. Uh, Alexander Madison. I don't really? think he's going to have a great season. I have my running back 19. I moved them up pretty pretty high once uh, Dalvin Cook got cut because I don't think they have any they don't have anybody behind him Kenny Nwangwu that's their next running back option behind Ty him. Chandler 
Oh, Ty Chandler. But ah, uh, I'm not. I, I don't. Know. I, I, I don't know. I I think I think Madison's gonna be efficient. I think he's gonna have uh, a low ceiling, high floor. Yeah. Um. But he, I think he's gonna be consistent. I think he's gonna get you, you know, his projection every week of like fourteen, fifteen. I don't think he's gonna do more than that. That's fair. When when he stepped in for Dalvin Cook, he's looked good in the past couple of years. Yeah, last year he wasn't great. What did he do last year? He had one game with over forty rushing yards. Um, it was week eighteen. He went ten for fifty four. He scored twice. He scored twice. And he was averaging five and a half yards a carry. Yeah. That's pretty. So that's a small sample size, small yeah. game, but yeah, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. I'm just that's one guy that I'm not high on that a lot of people seem to be just because of uh, Cook getting cut. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, another guy that last guy I'll talk about is um, Jamal Williams. I think he's due for a big year, especially because Alvin well, Kamara had yeah. that suspension. Yeah, he, he what had the most rushing touchdowns out of all running backs last yep. season. And, I mean, the energy he brings to that game is just different from everybody well, else. Well, he's just, he's a really good fantasy back. He is. Really good fantasy back. I think he's going to be great. he gets all the goal line carries. Right, that too, yeah. I think if if you're still living under a rock in, in ancient times and you're playing in a standard league, um, I, th- I think he's probably higher on my board than he is right now. Um, right now I have him as running back 20. Okay. I- I'm pretty hot. I'm High, fairly high on him. I, I think he's a high end, mid end running back too. You ready for my fantasy football ride or die this year? Yeah. James Conner. Wow. This that is a team guy. is terrible. James Conner, I have ranked running back twenty nine. That team is terrible, and they're going to have to establish the run early. Yeah. Because who the hell is going to be throwing the ball? What scares me is I don't think they have the best protection up front. I don't think he's going to have many yep. holes to run through. They didn't have the best protection up front last year, though, either. Yeah, what did he do last year? He didn't have that great of a season. He was solid. He ran for – he had uh, 183 carries, 782, seven touchdowns, averaging 4.27 a carry. Yeah, personally, the only player I, I would touch from that Arizona offense is going to be – Hollywood, um, yeah, Marquise Brown. I I don't even know if I touch a receiver on that team. But then again, I also have Marquise Brown as my wide receiver thirty-one. So it just goes to show how much faith I have in that Arizona offense. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot. They're they're going to be really bad. They may have like one or two wins. Yeah. Um, I think that they'll be in line for Caleb Williams next year. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean. Because yeah. Kyler hasn't really done much since he's no. come in the league. But um, do you want to talk about some notable free agents that are still left real quick? Yeah. Let's see. We got uh, – obviously we got Dalvin Cook, which seems to be heading through my Jets. I, I'm, I'm hearing Jets or Dolphins. Yeah, it's going to be Jets or Dolphins. It's what it comes down and, to. And it, it seemed like, what, Rodgers took a pay cut or something, right? Yeah, 30 mil. So if if Dalvin Cook comes to the Jets, that offense is going to be scary because you you could run running back by committee with him, Brees Hall, Michael, Michael Carter, Carter, Israel Abanacanda. Yep. Like it's going to be. And plus, you've got Aaron Rodgers, which the th- the thing with Cook, if he does sign with New York, 
really hurts Brees Hall's value. It does. It does. It, it time. heavily impacts it. Yeah. I have Brees Hall as my running back 11 as we speak. Yeah. But I think that drops down into, into the, probably the 20s. 20s. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, if, if Cook is added. Um, Other running backs, Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. Um, I mean, I, Zeke and Fournette both worked out for New England. Yep. Um, I, I still think that's I, the Ramondre Stevenson show, though. I still think Kareem Hunt's the best out of all of those. Yeah, I mean, Hunt was not utilized, like, at all last no, season. No, Well, it was the Nick Chubb show. It was. It, as it, it, it should have been. Like, yeah. Nick Chubb's really good. Um, But, I mean, Zeke, I think Zeke's pretty washed. Although, I did I see he, he cut down a lot of weight this offseason. I think Leonard Fournette's pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, but, again, you look at those three that we, we you just mentioned. Elliot, Hunt, Fournette, they're all 28 years old. Yeah, they are. They're, um, you know... The wrong side of twenty five. Yep. I mean that, that that's twenty eight for a, a running back is like thirty three, thirty four for a quarterback. Yep. I mean, it, you get a lot of wear and tear, especially if you're like Ezekiel Elliott, where you you've been the bell cow back for a team for so long. I mean, an injury is just waiting to happen. No, I agree. Um, I would be very cautious. Um, if any of these guys sign, draft them. If you go down a little bit. Got a 26 year old back here. Um, yep. Had some had some really good moments in the last couple of seasons. Just been kind of tossed around is Daryl Henderson. Yeah, um, that's another guy. I think that's a guy you look out for if uh, if you're an NFL team and your running back goes down with an injury. That's a, a cheap guy that you could bring in, fill in for a couple games, and he could be pretty effective. The thing for me though is if if a if, if these guys aren't already signed by now, are they really going to have that big of an impact? No, that's true. Because you got training camp going on, and... I think Dalvin Cook is probably the only guy, though. Yeah, Cook, Cook is the exception. Um, but, you, I mean, you would want these guys to learn the playbook and, and get in, and it's almost like all these teams are already happy enough with their uh, running back depth chart that yeah. they, they don't want to add anybody, and if they do, I mean, it's... I don't think they'll have that big of an impact. Yeah, that's I, true. I think this far into the off season, uh, if they're not signed, you know, I, they're not going to. Outside be of fantasy guys, uh, the defensive player that I am shocked is not signed with anyone is John Johnson. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, he was with the Rams right before Cleveland. He was. He was incredible with the Rams. Very good with the Rams. Then he signed a pretty big deal with the Cleveland, didn't he? Was yeah. it like three years, like sixty million, something like that, or something like that. Yeah, but. Yeah, uh, Brown's contract. Let's see. I'm curious now because oh no, wow, I was way off. Three years, thirty three million. But still, I yeah, mean, he had year, yeah. he was getting a lot of money, and they just caught him. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So, uh, and do you want to briefly talk about the Jonathan Taylor situation? We'll get to the last place punishment. Yeah, we'll cut it, cut yeah, it. Jonathan Taylor. Whoa. I mean, that's. That's a, it all happened so quick, it's too. It's such a sucky situation. Everything just happened so quick. Ursay meeting with him. Then he comes out of the meeting and requests a trade. Right. And now he's just not going to play. Now he's phantom IR'd. Yep. Well, well, and not even IR'd. He's just like phantom pump list. Yeah. Because they don't want to pay he him. He even though. said there's nothing wrong with his back. Yeah. He never had back problems. Yeah. So, I mean, Jim Ursay, he's very outspoken to begin with. Well, I... And then I, now you, you, you yeah. get one of his players, you know, coming out and yeah. kind of... Not disrespecting, but like 
try and make a stand. Well, with Snyder gone, all the uh, all the eyes are on Ursay now. Yeah, and that's not a good thing for Jim Ursay. Yeah, I'm, but Jonathan Taylor is your best offensive weapon. Yeah, you have Anthony Richardson, but why would you try to piss off your best offensive player? You know, you know when this is the year you probably need him the most because you need him to there's alleviate not, the pressure. Yeah, off there's Anthony not Richardson. much going for that offense right now outside of Taylor, Michael Pittman, and then you have a rookie quarterback. Right. Like outside of that, you you have a lot of question marks. Correct. Um, an O line that's always been good, but it's they're getting old. Like yeah. you, you don't know what you have for the future, and Jonathan Taylor's got to be your your piece of the future. Yeah, I mean, and you you put him in that offense. He dealt with injuries last year, yeah. poor quarterback play, but he he's set up if he does play with the Colts to be a top ten running back. I'll say it right now. This might be a very very hot take, but when Jonathan Taylor is healthy, I think he's the best pure runner in the NFL. I hundred percent agree. I I loved Taylor coming out of college, and his again his. Biggest concern, or the team's biggest concerns drafting him was his usage in college. Yeah. He, he was used so much they thought he was going to be glass. But, I mean, aside from last year, he's been really durable. Yeah. Um, so that that's definitely a situation to monitor. Yeah, especially with fantasy football drafts coming up. Like, I that's one guy that i I got to stay away from right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fantasy football drafts, uh, before we, we end, uh, we just wanted to shout out a couple last place punishments. If you know you want to implement one of these into your league, to, just for fun. We did this uh, on one of our first couple episodes last year. Yeah. It's always it's always fun at the beginning of draft season to uh, look at some last place punishments. First one, last place has to has to set up a lemonade stand. I think this one's hilarious. A grown man yeah. setting up a, a lemonade stand. Probably in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, get pictures hilarious. of that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. You know, extra points if you make them dress in all pink or yeah. something. You know, yeah. um, second one I, I think I think is pretty funny. Uh, is loser of the league has to take the SAT. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of the the stuff we learned in high school. I mean, some very rare that you'll remember. Uh, you know how to how to. Is there an age limit to take the SAT though? No, there is. No? I think anybody can take it. Oh, so, but again, a replacement. Um, you could also have them to do the Wonderlick, which is what you know uh, NFL players have to do at the combine. Oh, to yeah. test intelligence. Yeah. So SAT or the Wonderlick have you know last place do that. You know, kind of expose their their intelligence a little bit. Um, th- a third one is uh, stand up. Yeah. The loser of your league has to go. And put together uh, an act, go to an open mic night, and perform a stand-up routine for however long the, the uh, league chooses for. Um, you know, put them on the spot, make them try to get people to laugh. I mean, stand-up, th- there's nothing harder than stand-up when yeah. it comes to comedy. Uh, stand-up is insanely hard because you got to read the room. you got to yeah. have a good crowd feel. But And do you want to Yeah, I think the, the last, last one is yeah. probably the funniest one that I've seen. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't even heard of this one before. Solo date night. you got to go out to a fancy restaurant. You can't go alone. You're bringing a stuffed animal with you. Yeah. And you're sitting down and having a nice steak dinner with your stuffed animal. I think that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Extra points if it's a um, blow-up doll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, the pictures obviously of all of these um, to document them, but uh, that's just add a, add a little fun to your league and uh, change things up a little bit. So, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much going to wrap up our first episode of season two. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm pumped for. I don't season know how two. this is going to go. We may we may upload this the same 
day as episode two, depending on what our schedule is looking like. It, yeah. Because we, we still want to continue the Tuesday trend, and we're recording on a Friday for the first time, so we're going to figure all that out. Um, but, you guys will know when if you're listening to this. You'll you'll know when this is up. So. Just just know from here on out, it's going to be every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we will be releasing be our back. episodes. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. And um, man, it's I'm, good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm so excited for season two. Yeah, me too. But uh, as always, stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs>